0: just dreams we accept the reality of the world with which we're presented it's as simple as that billions of people just living out their lives oblivious i want the truth you can't handle the truth i guess nothing was what it seemed to be huh i want to live a real life Welcome to Beyond the Paradigm. I'm your host, Paul. Today I've got another fascinating episode for you. And if you've been listening on a regular basis and you really like this podcast, could you do me a massive favour? Could you leave me a five-star review as it will help the algorithms and it helps this show become more visible? I understand there are thousands of podcasts that you could have chose from to listen to so I really do appreciate it that you've chosen to listen to my podcast and if you really really like the podcast would you consider supporting this show financially by becoming a patron of the show for three pounds a month you'll keep the show on air you will get a shout out on air and you will acquire voting rights to vote on what topics you would like covered on this show and you can do this at patreon.com slash beyond the paradigm but if you would like to help but you can't afford a regular monthly donation you can help me by making just a single donation at buymeacoffee.com slash beyond the p5 and i will include all these links in the show description it is my intention to add new tiers of membership which will include things like member only episodes And I've also got intentions of doing live member chats. So that's a plan that I have hopefully going to bring to fruition in the new year at some point. And if you're a new listener, um, welcome. You will hear things on this episode that may challenge your worldview. Hopefully, that's what it's all about. Hopefully, people come on and they think a certain way and then they realize, well, hang on. Not everything is as it seems. So just enjoy the episode. Today I have another guest with me, Mark Carpenter, and he is an anthropologist, an explorer, and an author. And he sacrificed his career as a college professor and archaeologist to bring his research directly to the people. And the topic being covered today is a deep rabbit hole, and it will definitely be an interesting journey through the topic of the Maui fires. So there's a lot to cover, and I will get to it now and bring Mark onto the show. Welcome to the show, Mark.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. I I really appreciate it.
0: No, it's good to have you on, Mark. Um, Like I've been talking to you off air about um, why I wanted to bring you on the show, sort of Maui, the incident back in August had piqued my interest. But just before we sort of get into the meat of, of the situation over there, could you just tell us, just for my listeners and myself, tell us a little bit about yourself, like your background and sort of what what you're doing now?
1: Sure. Um, so my my academic background is in cultural anthropology and archaeology. I lived with uh, alongside Native American uh, cultures, studying their traditions. I've lived alongside and with Polynesian cultures and studying their traditions. Um, I, I participated in archaeological studies of the Maya and Yucatan Peninsula and Mexico. So, in, in indigenous traditions, uh, biblical paradigms, ancient belief systems is really my expertise. And um, after my academic career, went sideways, uh, to make a long story very short, um, I, I was basically too, too free-thinking and unorthodox for the institution. Um, in Mexico, there, there was iconographic and archaeological evidence that seems to validate, to some small extent, uh, biblical and Native American traditions regarding races of cannibalistic giants and and whatnot and um that that really led me to understand that scientific institutions are more about orthodoxy and and high control uh paradigms rather than uh getting to the objective truth so the point is that led me um to change course and study English and narratology so I could bring research directly to the people. And in doing so, that was pretty tumultuous and that landed me in Maui. I shifted from Mexico, I went out to Maui and I lived there for about a year. And uh, I fell in love with with the ancient traditions, with the people of the island, um, with the island itself. And uh, I went through some epic adventures in that in that in that place with those guys. Those guys are crazy. I love those guys, but they are crazy. They almost got me killed quite a few times. That's not an exaggeration. And but I earned their respect. I earned their respect because I like to cliff jump and free dive. And and I was a rescue swimmer and they respected those things. They respected my rugged nature, and we bonded really hard. And they nicknamed me Maui Mark, and and I consider that i that island has a special place in my home. And I am absolutely furious and outraged at the travesty that has occurred there.
0: Yeah, I've listened to a few uh, interviews regarding Maui, and I've listened to one that you did and that's the reason why I wanted to bring you on because you've been there you you know the island and obviously it's close to your heart um but just just for those including myself cuz cuz I don't know an awful lot about hawaii obviously i live over here in the uk apart from sort of seeing it on tv and especially back in the 80s when magnum was on telly yeah um, I, I don't know i don't know a great deal about hawaii could you yeah. just sort of give us a, a sort of a brief history of it, and tell us like about the climate and the terrain and things like that, so we, so I and my listeners understand where we're going to go with this.
1: Sure, sure. So the Hawaiian Archipelago is one of the remote, most remote places on planet Earth. And it's also the one of the newest landmasses on planet Earth, as it is uh, an archipelago that is a volcanic island chain. Um, It's a um, it's an ethnically tense place on account of the United States dominating it due to its um, geographically strategic location. Pearl Harbor and the gateway into China, all that. I don't think we really need to rehash all that, but it's a major United States uh, naval military hub. Oahu, as everyone knows, is very Americanized and a major, major naval base uh, for the United States. Once again, hence the, uh, hence the Pearl Harbor uh, attack and, and, uh, and Hawaii being the, Uh, The staging point, really, for any potential uh, uh, Asian uh, uh, conflict. Um, Beyond that, it has a rich history of, of Polynesian settlers, which is fairly young. But according to the Polynesian tradition, there were people there when they arrived. Uh, Various mysterious, quasi-legendary ethnic groups of people, giants and little people, especially the little people. Uh, The Hawaiians call them the Menehune, who are these mysterious, subterranean, nocturnal uh, people who appear in the night uh, making music and building these temple platform structures. Uh, um, Hawaii is awash with uh, really rich and scary, uh, dark, elaborate tales about the underworld and monsters and demons. And um, this is not this is not simply a Jungian archetype situation. Um, This has very much to do with the geology of the area, which is very rare. Um, because it is this um, volcanic new landmass, and where you have volcanic tubes, you have exotic conduits uh, that lead uh, down into the mysterious realms uh, of the subterranean ecosystem. That's Maui. That's uh, and Maui. Maui is perhaps the greatest natural treasure of the entire archipelago as it is one of the most pristine and gorgeous uh, of the islands and they have worked very hard to keep Maui uh, relatively pristine. That's important to this whole uh, thing but, but the entire island of Maui is an extinct uh, volcanic cone. Uh, Haleakala is at the center, is, the, is the, the extinct volcano at the center of the island. I should say dormant, not extinct, dormant uh, volcano at the center of the island. Side note, if you ever go there, you must see the sunrise from Haleakala. It is a religious experience. If you do not believe in God, you will after you see the sunrise at Haleakala.
0: It's definitely somewhere I'd love to go, but I mean, it's thousands of miles away from where I live. Um. One of the things that I noticed while researching this, and I'm surprised I didn't know this, but when I seen the flags, they have obviously the U.S. flag and then they have another flag, which they assume is for Hawaii, but it has a Union Jack on it. Hmm. Is that, I don't know. Uh, gosh, you
1: know, I, I, you, you've got me there. I'll have to inspect uh, the, I do know that the flags do not mean what people generally think they mean. Hmm. Uh, nor are territories necessarily what people think they are. For instance, British Commonwealth still has uh, territories all over the place, including the United States. Disney Disney World, for Christ's sakes, uh, Disney World is um, technically uh, British Commonwealth territory.
0: Wow! It belongs to the that. crown. Wow. Yeah, so whether, I'll
1: have to look carefully. I don't want to give you a false answer, so yeah. I'll have to look real carefully at their yeah. flag uh, to understand uh, precisely what it's saying.
0: Yeah, it was, just, it was just during the course of my research, I noticed it, um, watching a few videos, and I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Because, to be honest, I mean, I don't know everywhere that was part of our empire or, and now the Commonwealth. I don't know every country because it was so vast, So possibly it was, I don't know but I just thought I'd mention it in case you Well, know.
1: well I I can tell you that Cook. Okay, so Cook Cook was British. You know, he's yeah. working for the crown and uh he was kind of the primary uh European uh influence in 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 terms of uh you know, European contact with Hawaii. So that might be related to it. Also, I'm sort of skipping ahead, sort of putting the uh, horse before the cart here, but uh, getting back to that symbol and whatnot, um, there does exist, this is hard for people to accept, and this is something churches and schools and media outlets don't tell you, but there does exist an organized crime uh, cult syndicate that has infiltrated governments around the world uh, 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 centuries ago. And it becomes very convoluted, are they the government or are they this cult? But the answer is they are the cult. Ultimately, the government is under control of said cult. And so their symbolism is embedded in everybody's uh, national, uh, uh, whatever, their national standards and flags and their currency and and their media and their uh, uh commercial goods so that's probably you're probably seeing some variation of a masonic symbol um that was transplanted there by cook who was working for his masters uh the organized crime cult syndicate which goes yeah. back centuries
0: <clears throat> yeah so so obviously i mean we're gonna get into that but let like just get into these fires then. So so in sure. August this year these wildfires started obviously on on <laughs> Maui and caused major destruction in particular to the town of La, is it Lahaina?
1: Lahaina. That's right.
0: Yeah. So there was a governor. I mean, I've read some stuff the governor of Maui did he Green. put some yeah. sort of emergency powers in prior to this fire? Could you so could you just tell us about this governor and what he did?
1: Sure. So
0: um, one
1: thing really quick, I, I just want to say now, I know we've we we're we're all subject to the bombardment of, of media programming. But I just want to really clearly say that um, I don't believe them to be wildfires. Uh, you probably just said that off the cusp yeah, because they yeah. keep telling us they're wildfires. I get it. Mm. No, no worries. Uh, I, it's just um, really clear. Um, I completely reject the term wildfires um no no that's not no worries at all we no we like just they, yeah they, I just did not know it every day so yeah it's just natural the Maui wildfires I get it mm. um <clears throat> so green greens a criminal um uh, the governor uh, green uh yes they um they and I forget his name, but there was another official who worked for Green who was in charge of the water. Um, I'll have to look his name up. Anybody can look him up. The Maui, if you just do an internet search for Maui water official uh, pagan pagan water beliefs. Um, way before the fires began, they were... Um, they were starting to uh, shame the citizens of Maui for their usage of water and, and electricity. And Green, yes, Green had green lit certain emergency powers to restrict uh, the usage of electricity and water. And one of the most suspicious things about the fires was that the water uh, was turned off. In the in the heat in the in the at the climax of the blaze, uh, water systems were turned off in in the entirety of Lahaina.
0: Yeah, I mean that was one of the anom- anomalies that I was going to mention about the no the no water. Hmm. Um, there was also, I mean, I believe that they have an alarm system in on yep. the islands of yep. Hawaii, which is meant to be yep. like the biggest alarm system. Now that didn't go off.
1: Correct. Correct. I have personal experience with that alarm system. Um,
0: oh, I, I did miss
1: something that, uh, just to take one step back really quickly about Green and his water official. Uh, it's worth investigating that water official's um, religious beliefs, his, his, his like pagan beliefs regarding water and how water is like a sacred living thing. Of course, water is sacred. I, I'm not degrading the sacredness of water. But his whole thing was that we should not use it uh, in the way that we do. It's very vague and, and makes no sense, really. It was just more about elevating the water uh, above human priority, which which then plays into this catastrophe of, of Lahaina ablaze and people dying and being burnt alive. And their water being restricted from them, so they may not uh, fight it. Uh, but I'm certainly not suggesting it was some sort of uh, oopsie daisy uh, conservation coincidence uh, that water was restricted. Um, so, anyway, I just wanted to, to, to yeah, to, to touch on that again. But I'm I'm sorry, could you repeat the next question again, really quick?
0: Yeah, I was just mentioning the alarm system, ah, how how right. it's an extensive one, and but it, it yeah. didn't go off.
1: Yeah, it's the most it's the most elaborate uh, sound alarm system in the world. And it has to be because they are so vulnerable to tsunamis that that's the real concern is tsunamis, because so much of the population lives in such close proximity to the shore. That a tsunami, which and they definitely have tsunamis come again because of where they are located in terms of the, uh, uh, the the ocean currents and the Gulf Stream and whatnot. So, so when a tsunami does come, it has the potential to completely devastate uh, society on the island in like that. So they have a very sophisticated alarm system, sirens, and then there are also um, um, emergency evacuation routes to high ground uh, and right, so the day of the fire the oh, real quick my personal experience um, I had only been on the island a few days and, and I was like hungover and it was early in the morning and suddenly the sirens go off and it, it, it it's like a 50s it sounds like a 50s uh, nuclear weapon alarm and i'm like oh i had no idea i'm i'm like oh my goodness you know what, what's going on here and I, I run outside and all the neighbors are just like going about their daily business you know no concern and i think well they must know something that i don't and, and it turns out on the first of every month they test the um tsunami alarms and that's what that was but yep that day no alarm no alarm whatsoever and the the official maui position on that was oh and they asked do you not do you regret it do you regret not sounding the alarm and he said no and he said because if we had if we had sounded the alarm people would have followed the evacuation routes up towards the fire now that sounds like a, a decent enough excuse on the surface except it's total and complete nonsense because the primary thing that people needed was to know there was an emergency. Um, and let's just say they had heard the sirens and then started to head up up uh, up country, as he s- suggested. Well, they would have immediately seen the fire, and then they would have headed the other way. So regardless, that's not what it's designed to do people would not have like lemmings ran straight into a blaze. People have an instinctual survival mechanism. It would have alerted people to the fire and for them to sit there and say that this was for the good of the people, they did not sound the sophisticated alarm system is completely absurd.
0: Yeah. One of the other things I heard about was Police were blocking off the streets and not letting people down certain streets. Is is that's that right. accurate? Yeah,
1: that is absolutely accurate. So there's there's a man. If you live in Maui, there's a man that everybody knows, uh, Fish, and he sits. That's his nickname, and he sits right there on Main Street in Lahaina. That that view, that that drone footage that everyone has seen of all those cars completely, uh, mysteriously torched, look like they've been microwaved. Um, so that this guy that I knew every day he sat there on main street for like 20 years, 30 years and sells palm hats to tourists. He doesn't need the money. He's not homeless. He's not destitute. He's just out. That's just what he does. Um, and everybody knows him uh, because he's hanging. He's literally the word on the street. He, he, he every day he's on that street. And um, I hadn't seen him in years, of course. And he wasn't like a close friend. It's just an acquaintance. Like, what's up, Fish? How you doing, buddy? Got, selling hats. So I see him on an interview after the fires. The perfect man to interview because he is there every day. Fish explains that as the fire is occurring, he's aware of it and he's hightailing it out of there up Front Street. And he sees the police barricading Front Street. Oh, and by the way, I should also point out that this is the kindest, most gentle, sensitive, and honest, sweet little man you've ever met in your life. Fish has never said uh, uh, an unkind word about anybody. I I dare to say you know he's hardly told a lie in his life so he's a very reliable guy and um his story is that he sees police blocking off front street as the fire's encroaching he's hightailing it out of there and he stopped being the, the good and decent man that he is and confronts the police saying why are you barricading these people they need to go the fire's coming they need to go the, the police officer dismissed him. Uh, you know, I'm following orders. Get out of here. And those people died or or they fled into the water for their lives. So why are police barricading people? Um, Again, it makes no sense. And that, that leads us to who's in charge of the police? It's John Pelletier. We should talk about him.
0: Yeah. D- tell us about him then, Mark. Who, who is this guy? Because like, I know this is – because it's very, very – I mean, as I've started to dig into it, it it just becomes more suspicious all the time. And I'd, I I would mean, I'll say right now, I don't believe the mainstream narrative. No. That's why I've got yeah. you on, because I don't believe it. And I, and I think yeah. it's important for people. This is one of the reasons for this podcast is to get, you know, away from the mainstream because they're yeah. lies. They're just lying and yeah. hopefully get the truth or something, clo- you know, get closer to the truth anyway. So sure. yeah, just, just tell us who this guy is.
1: So John Pilater, uh, it, he so he's the, the sheriff of Maui and, and understand being sheriff in Maui is a real, it's not like being the sheriff of some town. It, it, that's a big deal because, Uh, It's a relatively small community, and the sheriff has a lot of power, and it's a very coveted uh, uh, position to be the sheriff of Maui. You brought up Magnum P.I. I mean, that's a very, very coveted law enforcement position, the sheriff of Maui, big time. John Pelletier was the lead investigator on the biggest shooting in United States history in Las Vegas. Now, we don't have time or the psychological energy or sanity to to pick apart that catastrophe. But suffice it to say, it was the biggest, most deadly shooting in American history. It has in no way whatsoever been resolved. Um, The man who it was all pinned on seemingly had no motive whatsoever to shoot up this country music concert. He left no manifesto, allegedly. He had millions of dollars in his bank account. He had previously worked for the incredibly suspicious government uh, monstrosity Boeing. His brother, the man who did this shooting, allegedly, came out in defense of his brother immediately after they pinned it on him. And then suddenly he was found with child pornography all over his computer. Then he immediately changed his tune and said, oh, yeah, no, my brother did this. He had a wife that vanished back to the Philippines. She was some kind of like mail order bride or something. She's gone. She's vanished off planet, you know, planet, you know, who knows. And the building that the shooting allegedly occurred from uh, was partially owned by Bill Gates. Uh, There's more. So they allegedly found this whole trove of uh, an arsenal of weapons in the hotel room. A really, really obscene uh, trove of weapons. And yet there's no video footage of this man carrying a single bag or briefcase. You can't get two steps through a casino lobby without being hit by 47 cameras. And this is the biggest shooting in American history. You're telling me we don't have camera footage of this man carrying a single duffel bag or anything? And regardless, let's say he paid hookers or or strippers or something to carry guns up to his room, fine. Where's the video of them? Somebody had to have transported guns from A to B. And there's not a single clip of it anywhere. And it's the biggest shooting in American history. So uh, I'm sorry, but this is all, this is a complex web we weave, you know. So, okay, so Pelletier goes from being the lead investigator on the sketchiest shooting in American history. And abracadabra, now he's sheriff of Maui, which makes no sense. He leapfrogged 40 people who deserve that job and are from Maui more than him. And why did this happen? They installed him because they planned this these types of uh, uh, crimes against humanity years in advance. So they, so look, Pelletier is some kind of agent. He's some kind of spook and they planted him as the sheriff of Maui because they hatched this scheme uh, to incinerate citizens and steal their land and transform Maui into uh, a smart city.
0: Yeah. Because that was going to be my next sort of question, actually. Because yep. I read that in January this year they had like a a smart city conference. That's um, right. In Maui to to turn mm-hmm. the entire island into a smart city and change everything to electric, renewable solar panels, and that's pushing right. everyone to electric. So that's that's legitimate. Then what I've read.
1: Absolutely, and it goes that conference. It the the the, the timing of the conferences. Is- is not speculative evidence. It's absolutely definitive. There was a smart city, not just a conference. There was a smart city conference about two years uh, before the fires. And it wasn't just a conference. They penned the deal to transform the infrastructure of Maui. The timing really can't be overemphasized. This same time they penned the deal to to restructure the whole island is the same time Pelletier became sheriff and is the same time that um, uh, directed energy weapons became operational. Um, mm. And there's more at that same time, at that same time they hatched the deal uh, is when Oprah started buying up acreage. As of this day, she's bought up 870 additional acres. She already had a, a nice plot of acreage and um, she bought up 870 additional acres um, from the time from the time that they penned this uh, restructuring deal uh, up until the fires. And she only paid six million dollars for 870 acres of Maui land. That's completely insane. And by the way, that reinforces the corruption of Maui officials. like green.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I was going to mention Oprah Winfrey. Actually, what about? Oh no, yeah, Black we, Rock? I'm
1: sorry. I, I, I no, 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 it's fine. No, no, it's fine. The smart city, yes. The smart city aspect uh, is critical. Yeah. So, so uh, World Economic Forum, uh, Rockefeller Foundation. Um, uh, you, the you, the council on foreign relations the the, the UN, these are all tentacles of the same uh 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 <clears throat> the same abomination uh uh monstrosity conglomerate corporate uh creature and quick side note they this is the uh facade front of the criminal organization Uh, satanic cult previously mentioned these people seem like wealthy aristocratic bureaucrat uh, atheists but behind closed doors uh, they are believers and not in God Uh, okay and and if for anybody who doubts that all you need to do is research the history of European royals for about 30 minutes And what you will immediately run into is witchcraft, witchcraft, and then some more witchcraft. And, yeah, some of it was just baseless accusations to try to wrestle power away from each other. That's true. But then there's just as much legitimate witchcraft, you know, uh, you know, Bloody Mary, Elizabeth, whatever, uh, you know, bathing in the blood of youths and so on and so forth. So they have this agenda to terrify people with climate crisis, which is really a form of psychological warfare. Oh, you guys are guilty for the empire of environmental rape that we created and forced upon you. It's your fault. Your carbon emissions are too much. So you see, they create a crisis and then they impose the solution upon you and you're so psychologically twisted you actually want the solution and you ask for it and they give it to you and what it is is stripping of your freedoms and impose new rigid restrictions on you so their agenda part of their agenda is to increase uh contrived ecological disasters like this one And then to use that as an excuse slash motivation um, to reorganize society into a more eco-friendly and AI governed, we should get to that too. So the thing with the alarms, they're saying if AI was governing the alarm system, this would have never happened. So you can see they are they are framing this as an ecological disaster due to climate change. And the solution is to reorganize uh, the, the, the society on Maui into an AI-governed, eco-smart city. But we know that's a lie because they had the eco-smart city planned before the crisis. That's why timing cannot be over uh, emphasized. The timing reveals that it cannot possibly have been a natural occurrence.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not a coincidence at all. Um, What about BlackRock? Because BlackRock, I mean, they've got a GDP that's like more than any nation on earth, except the U S and China. Yes. What, what of, what involvement did they have in BlackRock
1: is everywhere. So all these all these crimes and simulated contrived crises, uh, this is the work of um, this uh, this um, crime syndicate cult, and yes, Black Rock is their dark mountain that they live atop of, so to speak. Okay, their empire, their corporate empire of skyscrapers and poison, you know, pharmaceutical. Uh, Chemical and biological warfare, psychological warfare, manipulation through the media, financial institutions, raping and skinning everybody alive. Digital currency is on its way, by the way. Um, so BlackRock, let's put at the top of some of these, uh, let's put a face on this this monstrosity. Uh, Larry Fink, Larry Fink essentially is BlackRock. Uh, Steven Schwartzman out of New York essentially is BlackRock. Uh, Bill Gates, through his subsidiaries, owns a fat chunk of BlackRock. Well, not BlackRock per se, but it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. These, these men are all part of the same cabal. And Larry, okay, okay. Larry Fink, Gates, Zuckerberg, Oprah, Obama these people all have uh, and I'm not really putting Obama on their level. Obama is, is their uh, minion is their dog that lives in a little house outside their garage. And they, you know, they throw him some scraps from time to time. He's actually, he's actually an invention of the CIA. Uh, The Bush family has a relationship with this genocidal maniac. And uh, he was sort of like an illegitimate child. And they, they pretty much earmarked him from birth to be a to be a, a CIA asset. Anyway, um, these people have their own little private society on uh, on on private islands and tropical islands around the world. If you look into the persecution, the depositions of uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, she's asked if. Um, like, what her nationality is. And um, she says the UK or America or whatever. But then but then she also says uh, this weird, like, OSHA thing. And nobody was quite sure what she was talking about. But, but her and Epstein were in the process of creating this, like, company, if you want to call it that. It, it's yet another sort of military intelligence creature to, like, subvert society. But anyway it was basically redefining the ocean as a new global territory. And, and they were sort of the Kings and Queens of it. And this was again, part of their reorganization of society in which they were going to, they were going to rule technocratically uh, from these islands. And they look, Larry Fink owns the entire Island of Lanai in Hawaii. He owns it. Now there are like, I don't know, there's like, I don't know, 500 people or a thousand people still living on it with him, but he owns like 85% of the island and they are essentially his subjects. And yes, they, they are involved in all of this, the smart cities and, and the, the, the reorganization and, and the missing children as well.
0: Yeah, I was going to mention that actually to do with Oprah Winfrey, and yeah, that's... is she linked in some way to these missing children? Because I know there's still missing children. I mean, I don't. I mean, they've they've banded around certain numbers of children because I mean the fact they've talked about. I, I mean, I don't know. There's been various numbers banded about on how many died, how many are missing. There's no definite number, but Oprah Winfrey has a links to. Is it like a school in South Africa where they've found children dead? And I mean, she's like the Grim Reaper.
1: She that's that's very good. That's very good. That's right. So here's the truth about Oprah Winfrey. Everywhere Oprah Winfrey goes, you got dead, missing or abused children. Yes, Oprah Winfrey spent, spent $56 million to build a school in South Africa for poor and disenfranchised African girls. Since then, there's been multiple sexual abuse scandals uh, in which employees and students were sexually abusing each other and whatnot. And, and I'm not talking about rumors. There were police investigations, uh, multiple, into sex abuse. Then there was another scandal where they found a dead infant stuffed into a backpack. Apparently, one of the girls who went to school there gave birth to the child in secret on campus. And then somehow or another, the baby got stuffed into a backpack. And, uh, you know, this is Oprah Winfrey's school. Now, years before that, Oprah Winfrey did a big, shiny, sparkly uh, uh, press photo shoot and, and, and um, puff piece <laughs> about a cult, the Brazilian cult leader who calls himself John of God. His name is actually Faria. But Faria is a convicted human trafficker and, and cult leader and sex abuser. And Oprah Winfrey posed for pictures with him, did a whole press photo shoot and spread with him. She called him, quote, her inspiration, end quote outside of the legal precedent, we found that uh, Faria's daughter or sister uh she told the press that he was actually breeding babies so women were being held captive like like animals chained up and they were being used as breeding vessels and um when they gave birth, the babies were then being sold to Wealthy American and European people for like forty thousand euros uh, uh, per baby, and Oprah called him her inspiration. There's more. I wish that was all, but there's more. Uh, mm-hmm. Oprah raves publicly about. Uh, Oprah raves publicly about uh, cosmetic products made from uh, human force babies foreskins. You can't make this stuff up. Um, there's more. There's still more. Um, Oprah Winfrey. If you dig into the uh, bowels of Oprah Winfrey's uh, television program, you'll find some rather sick and disturbing, weird, bizarro episodes where she is like, ah, uh, like Cindy Crawford. She just when Cindy Crawford was really young and this like beautiful supermodel. Oprah just, like, strangely, like, uh, verbally abused her on the program. They had, like, Oprah's doppelganger, this woman who looked just like Oprah. They brought her on the show, and Oprah just, like, verbally abused her. Uh, she she had on a whole bunch of fraudulent spiritual people saying all kinds of total BS. Um, the list goes, oh, she had all sorts of Satanists on her uh program talking about satanism and she uh she undermined jesus christ every single chance uh, she ever got yeah, so there's a, a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of smoke uh for there to be no fire there there's still more i forgot weinstein she worked with weinstein for years uh there's photos of them hugging and kissing they made films together and of course weinstein was convicted of sexually abusing you know, leveraging actresses and young women in Hollywood. Um, So there's just no doubt. Oh, wait, there's one more thing. There's a lot of dirt now under this woman's fingernails. Isaac Cappy, the, the actor Isaac Cappy, he went public accusing Hollywood elites of pedophilia and Satanism. And he said, and I quote, Oprah is a human trafficker, end quote. And he was found swiftly murdered uh, immediately after these accusations. So now, just to put a disgusting bow on top of it all, Lahaina officials two weeks after the fires said 2,000 children are missing from the Lahaina school system. So I don't give a damn what numbers uh, Green and his corrupt satanic cult tell the public right from the from day one my friends told me there were at least a thousand people dead from Lahaina and they actually upped that number as I continue to talk to them two three thousand most of them kids because they canceled school that day
0: yeah I've I've heard and there is a, there is
1: a much darker A satanic aspect to these killings. I'm I'm afraid, I'm sorry to be the bearer of um, seemingly paranoid uh, news, but these things aren't just about land grabs and stripping of rights and societal reorganization. It's also about child abduction and, and human sacrifice. These things aren't just crimes against humanity; they're ritualistic as well.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's, I mean, it's just a massive web. We, we've had multiple, multiple cases over here. I mean, I don't know if you've heard of a guy called Jimmy Savile, who's now dead. Oh yes, he, of course. Yeah, He's, yeah, yeah, he was totally a I member. Mean, he, he, he was friends with Queen Elizabeth II, and and oh, you know, yeah. obviously, you've got Prince Andrew who went to Epstein's island and. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, we've talked about like satanic cults and, and, you know, even royalty being involved with these types of things. Well, the queen, the late queen, she Mm -hmm. was a relative of Vlad the Impaler. Yes, she was. And and that's not speculation. If people are doubting what I'm saying, go and look at the family tree. She is related to Vlad the Impaler. So that means King Charles is related to him. Lord Mountbatten, his grandfather, was a paedophile. It, it, it was said to have abused children at um, various homes in Northern Ireland, which, did you know. So this this thing's a massive web over all the world, and these celebrities are involved. Tom Hanks. I've heard that Tom Hanks is like a handler within homes, absolutely said, Oprah Winfrey's. Absolutely, Oprah. Involved. Yes,
1: look at look at Oprah's Instagram. There are bizarre pictures, like like one of uh, Tom Hanks with a blacked eye, a black mm-hmm. eye. And and he's holding a sign up next to his head that says, I'm not allowed to talk. And Oprah and her minion are, you know, they're they're like harping over him. And there's um, uh, there are burger patties and hot dogs uh, up on the wall behind them, which which is pedophile code FBI verified pedophile code hot dogs, meaning young boys. Paul, don't get me started on, on the Satanism within uh, the royal family in particular. You know, Queen Elizabeth in the 70s um, attended a light show in Mexico. I learned about this when I was studying the Maya. There was a rededication of an ancient Mayan pyramid to a, to a, to a, to a demon, dedicated to a demon. And when they rededicated these pyramids in ancient times... Uh, they were done so with mass human sacrifices and we know from the archaeological record that such uh, mass human sacrifices did occur at this very spot uxmal it's called uxmal uxmal now look queen elizabeth has herself a rather tight uh schedule you know she's meeting with You know, dignitaries here and and prime ministers there and so on and so forth. Very, very tight schedule. Yet up out of nowhere, she leaves England for Mexico for a light show and a rededication of a pyramid. That's odd. That's very odd. And if you look at the whole rest of her itinerary for like a decade, that trip just jumps out. There was like a lot of political turmoil going on at the time. It just made no sense really for the queen of uh, England to suddenly uh, abandon all, all uh, sort of, you know, dignitary uh, uh, duties and then attend this uh, rededication pyramid ceremony. And she was accompanied by, I mean, they frame him as, as an expert in ancient Mayan tradition, which is true, but what that really means is he's a practitioner of witchcraft. He's an expert in Mayan witchcraft. And here the queen is being photographed with him, and and she was also appearing with like these orphanages. Man, I have I, I have contacts in the First Nations community. They insist to me that this day uh, the, the the queen and the royal family purchased orphans uh, from orphanages that they established uh, centuries ago in, in Ontario, Canada, and that they have, they essentially purchased these children and they just like took them back to England, you know, these disenfranchised Native American uh, children. And, and the list goes on and on. Uh, You know, a few Christmases before she died, there was a dead body found on the royal estate near Christmas, which, by the way, is a pagan holiday. Saturnalia, they found a dead body. And it was just like, oh, well, it's also open to the public. So anybody could have dumped a body here. Well, uh, yeah, sure. But it was still on your property. And guess what? The queen was there at that time because that's like the winter estate or whatever.
0: Yeah. Bow moral. It goes on Don't and on. Understand. the the, the, uh, yeah. the
1: little the little naked uh, Asian man climbing out the window. So that went that video went viral, and then they claimed it was some sort of uh, <laughs> they some they claimed it was some sort of E network um, publicity stunt, which was absurd. Like, I mean, yeah, mm. but anyway. Um, Yes, these people all belong to the same secret society. There's different chapters and branches in America and Europe. Um, but this is what they do. They conspire to, um, to perpetrate these contrived crises, which are really uh, satanic rituals, which they then further use to exploit and oppress uh, the people.
0: Just for my listeners who live in England and the rest of the UK, mm. I'm just going to say something because you might be thinking to yourselves, we've got this American on here and he's bashing our royal family. Well, I'm going to say <laughs> something sorry. to you. No, no, I'm going to I'm going to explain something to my listeners. I'm an Englishman. I've served in the armed forces and I took my Pledge of Allegiance to the Queen, all their heirs. At the time, I served in Afghanistan. But I am telling you guys, they are not what they seem. One thing to note for the Christians who are listening, the ones who live in the UK, obviously people were devastated when Queen Elizabeth died. I'm not going to say anything other than that. However, she was not a Christian lady. She she took part in Druid ceremonies in Wales because the original religion of Wales is Druidism. I've seen the videos. This isn't being made up. Now, how could someone who's supposedly a Christian following Christ take part in druid ceremonies, be friends with Jimmy Savile? She used to go to horse racing, which involved gambling. She signed off on many acts of parliament, including um legalizing the murder of unborn children. So we need to we need to understand that these royals are not what they seem, and they are part of the global elite, this this satanic cult um, that we've been talking about. It's real. We're not making this stuff up. You need to research it yourself if you don't believe what me and Mark are saying, but it's, but it's real. So we went a little bit off topic there, but I I wanted people to understand that it's not just someone from the States who's bashing the Royal family in England. I'm an Englishman and I'm telling you these things are facts.
1: And yes, and please let me in, you know, I, I apologize if I did that recklessly. But I will have you know, if any of you find you know, hold yourselves to be Christian, there are scriptures that say, do not place your faith in the kings of the earth because they cannot save you. Absolutely. And And let me tell you guys something. It's not just about Druidism and Neo-Paganism, which, by the way, Academia and media brainwash all of us into thinking was peaceful plant magic that was somehow oppressed by the lunatic Christian murderers. Let me tell you something. There were some Christian lunatic murderers, but even a bro- broken clock is right twice a day. And Druidism was not about peaceful plant magic. Okay, herbalism, that's a lie. Uh, archaeological evidence it's been published in National Geographic for goodness sakes there was mass human sacrifice and cannibalism uh, infested throughout the islands that whole thing about uh, St. Patrick uh, banishing the snakes it's not a literal thing about I know that I realize that's Ireland I know I know (laughs) don't get mad at me for another thing please but the point is, banishing of snakes from the island meant ancient serpent cults. And these were the Druids. And the Druids are not just ancient uh, Englishmen or Celtic people. No, 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 no. no. The Druids were uh, Nephilim descendants. We have to understand there were ethnic groups and bloodlines that were not entirely homo sapiens. They were, and and this all goes back into the biblical context. You can read about the Amalekites and Saul's failure to eradicate them, and when they were failed to eradicate, they um, they proliferated throughout the the world, and they escaped uh, Homo sapiens who who were exploding at the time. And I really just use that word. I don't like that word, that scientific term, but it's just a way to designate regular. Uh, Humans who were not part of the Nephilim bloodlines. But even deeper, all of the European royal bloodlines are of Nephilim descent. This is where the concept of the divine right to rule originates. Ask yourself, what makes any of these bloodlines remotely special that we ought to revere them and put them up on this pedestal? so that they might live in palaces and oppress the rest of humanity, as it is their divine right. That is a, that is a godless teaching going all the way back to the Nephilim and, and ancient uh, monarchs uh, being worshipped despotically as as living descendants of gods. Now, these days, that's all watered down and they're just sort of revered as like these traditional royal people. But you hit the nail on the head. These people are not Christian. They are not your friend. And and and, and don't think that this applies to Europeans only. Almost all the European presidents descend from King John of Lachland. To hell with my presidents and the United States of America and the federal government. For anybody who thinks I'm playing favorites, the United States of America has been dominated since 1920 by this cabal of European bankers and witchcraft uh, satanists. You know, Trump, Biden, Clinton, Bushes, the Dick Cheney, Obama. For goodness' sakes, the lot of them have. Uh, this ancestry in them as well. So these people and their their imperial cult and their business conglomerate empire are everywhere. U.S., Europe, uh, particularly the Western world, and 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 the UK is is her people, not not those uh, not those alleged uh, uh, royals. And, and I've got nothing but love for everyone uh, in in the UK. Uh, I'm on y'all's side, trying to, um, you know, I'm trying to incriminate the people who are guilty of of these things.
0: Yeah, I mean that's the that's the point to this podcast. Look, look, my my allegiance is to Jesus Christ. That's yeah. who my allegiance to the, the light of the world. And we're trying to we're trying to point people and say, listen, there's a darkness out there that's covering this earth. This is yes. the reality of it this is the light, turn turn to the Bible, read the Bible, you know, do your own research. Everything's not what it seems. These people aren't what they seem. You know, there's a much deeper sort of undercurrent to all this, much darker sort of, you know, history to the world than what people, you know, basically a history, what we've been taught is fake. But but just getting back to Maui in, in particular okay. now, What what do you, what do you believe started these fires? Because obviously we've heard that uh, you know regarding direct energy weapons, yep. um, and also down power cables and things like that. Yeah. But what do you what do you think it or or are you not certain?
1: No, I, I am quite certain. And I have some very good evidence here for you. Uh so first of all, let's just cover it real quick for anybody who's not familiar. The mainstream narrative is that these high winds it was a, a an exceptionally dry year and these high winds that came from a hurricane 800 miles away uh these high winds pushed down uh electricity cables which then ignited uh the uh, dry vegetation and then the high winds further uh uh exacerbated uh the situation by by causing the the fire to spread that is the narrative. And hey, that sounds perfectly reasonable on its surface, doesn't it? Sure. You know, fire needs fuel, dry vegetation. Hey, yeah, high winds. It's Hawaii, it's Maui. High winds do knock down power lines. It all makes sense on the surface. Um, except here's the problem. So all they refuse. to... It's total media blackout. They won't let any media in the crime scene, which is what it is, a crime scene. They won't let any media in there. And they're still playing games with the body count. Okay. Well, all right. So let's talk a little science real quick about, I, I've, I've studied besides, besides archaeology, anthropology, religion. I also studied uh, uh, forensic science as well. And they're claiming that they might never find these bodies of these kids. And they won't say how many kids there are. The school system of Lahaina piped up and said, we got 2000 missing. So that gives you an idea of what we're talking about. And they all, they were all sent, they were all home because there was no school that day. So you would have thousands of children inevitably at their homes when this fire occurred, and their parents probably working or whatever. Okay, so the fuel for this fire was allegedly the dry vegetation. Dry vegetation bursts into flames something like 500 degrees. A wildfire that's completely raging out of control, let's call it at most like a thousand degrees. That's a real hot burning wildfire. No matter how hot a wildfire burns, it does not burn hot enough to reduce a human body to ash. That's physically not possible. When a person gets cremated at a, a, a whatever a crematorium, They put them in a tiny little chamber and blast that chamber up to 15, 1,800 degrees. And then that temperature is sustained in a furnace for, like, uh, two hours. And even that leaves behind chunks of, 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 uh, like, spinal column, vertebrae. And those vertebrae are filled with DNA. So you could still, even if a person was cremated in a crematorium, you could still track their DNA from uh, their uh, vertebrae. So for them to try and claim that all these people and children were incinerated to the point where they cannot be identified is a lie and it's absurd and it's not scientifically possible. There should be charred remains all throughout that very small area. It's like a three and a half mile radius. And they searched that place top to bottom 10 times over, by the time they are announcing they can't find these children. They can't find them because they were abducted. You see, if they start saying this many kids are dead, this kid is dead, that kid is dead, then they have to produce remains. Even if it's just a spinal column, they have to produce remains. And they can't produce remains of children who have been abducted now many many people were killed and burnt to a crisp and uh and that's because or well yes you asked me what caused this so i'm going to get back to that but but the big point is those who were not abducted were killed and it was ritualistic because right here on this beach was where uh ancient nephilim descendants uh, the royalty of Hawaii, who did rule from Lahaina, actually, they conducted human sacrifices right there on that beach. On Heiau Temple platforms, right there on that beach. Why? Because there is a subterranean cavity that leaves down into the underworld. So that is where you make offerings to demonic underworld beings in the form of human sacrifice. At the same time they penned the, the restructuring deal, the same time they implanted uh, John Pelletier, the same time Oprah bought up all the land, was the same time that laws, laser uh, weapons systems, became operational for the United States military. They were initially testing it on the USS Ponce, and now today uh, they are operational on the USS um, Portland now here's the really interesting thing and this is heavy um, so there there was a, a researcher online named uh, Steve Favis and he was doing research on on NORAD satellites he had a suspicion that this was uh, a satellite direct uh, directed energy weapon and what he found, uh, were these CCP satellites? Okay, these CCP satellites are really scary, uh, 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 sinister technology. They look like a like a big sheet of tin foil uh, that's uh, floating through the air. It's kind of similar to Elon Musk's uh, Starlink, except this is uh, for military application. So, if you track the movements of the CCP satellites, they match perfectly the timing of the origin of the fires. So meaning precisely when these NORAD CCP satellites are above the places where the fires originated is at the exact time that the fires originated. So for anybody who wants to check that, NORAD uh, satellite CCP uh, 53299, Directly over Olinda fire, 1047 p.m. So the Olinda fires, which came before the Maui fires, those broke out at 1047 p.m., which is precisely when the CCP satellite came over Olinda. Then that pattern continues. 637 a.m., CCP satellite fire. Five, five, I don't know if it's 55 five, S5836 was directly over Lahaina when the fires ignited and then that same exact thing happened with the Kula fire too so basically when all these alleged wildfires occurred these CCP satellites just happened to be directly overhead now combine that with everything else we've discussed Oh, I forgot. There's more evidence for that. Uh, weeks after the fire, uh, Green and company suddenly piped up and said, hey, don't drink the water. The water's poison. It's due to the fire. Don't drink the water. So it turned out there were extremely high levels of TNT in the water. So that seems clear to me what Now, let's be really clear about something. That could not have happened as a result of the fire. Um, There had to have been uh, some sort of aerosol um, or some sort of blanketing of the area uh, uh, with some sort of, uh, I don't know, some form of TMT, probably in liquid form. Uh, They probably sprayed the whole area with a bunch of TNT-laced water or something. So that way, when the fires did occur, they were like really gnarly and they just obliterated everything. Um, but look, the location of the CCP satellites, the, the timing of these events in regards to the uh, uh, smart city conferences, the penning of the deal, Oprah's purchasing of land, Oprah's uh, proximity to dead and missing children. The TNT in the water, the position of the CCP satellites, you guys, none of this is my opinion. None of it. And you mentioned the Bible, and I I just want, there's a a scripture I'd like to quote. Ephesians 5.11 says, do not partake in the fruitless uh, works of darkness, but rather expose them. So that's what I'm doing. This is not about me or my gimmick. I don't care if I'm popular. I'm not popular. The truth is not popular. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't um, prize fame or money. I care about truth, and I care about justice, and I love that island and those people, and they are transforming it into a neo pagan. AI-governed technocratic police prison. And that is their agenda for the entire planet. You can consider Maui a beta test that is coming soon to your hometown. Their agenda is to depopulate and enslave in a modern, neo-pagan, technocratic police state. And I know this is heavy, and it's dark, and it's negative, but this is the fulfillment of biblical prophecy. I don't know the exact hour. I don't claim to be this or that, but I'm telling you, there is objective evidence that biblical prophecy is being fulfilled, and the biblical prophecy foretells a one-world society. Here's here's a a neo-pagan, satanic society in which everyone is low-jacked with with a chip that prevents them from buying or selling any goods if they don't have it. If you don't see an AI-governed, technocratic, neo-pagan police state forming, then you're not paying close attention. And finally, I just want to leave it um, with a quote from Christ himself. They asked Christ, when is this going to happen? And Christ said, well, I don't know the exact hour. Only the Father does. And they said, well, yeah, but what are the signs? So we know. He said, as it were in the days of Noah, so too shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we return to the days of Noah. A, a, a despotic dominated, uh, agrarian, neo pagan police state that's what Christ means, and that's where we're headed.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is dark, but you know, before the day dawns, it, it is the darkest, but the day will dawn when Christ returns, and that's what. That's right. I'm, I'm speaking to Christians now and, and, you know, he, he is going to come back. So those of you who aren't believers, this stuff might sound crazy, but I'm telling you the, the, the things that Mark's been talking about, if, you, if you're not just going to take what you hear and I encourage my listeners all the time, go and do your own research. Mark's researched these things and I've been researching them as well. Um, and, and this podcast is about the truth we want to we want to tell the truth we want to expose the unfruitful works of darkness and we want to reprove them and point people towards the light that's that's the point thank you for your time mark uh, it's been a fascinating journey but it's it's important everything you've been saying especially to do with the children that's the thing yep. that got me i thought i need to speak about this because there's the, there's so many children being kidnapped and abused all around the world You know, I've done an episode on Epstein and the Finders and how that's linked to the CIA. If if my listeners have not listened to that episode, I encourage you to listen to that. It was depressing researching it, but it was important to talk about it. Um, Just before we wrap this episode up then, Mark, could you just tell people where they can sort of get hold of you, your website and everything?
1: Sure, yeah. Um, So... Uh, we have a blog called my and there is a matching. Um, there is a matching Instagram account, myapocalypticchronicles. apocalyptic chronicles. You, you can find a lot of a lot of great information there and there's a, a lot more uh, new coming. We, we are going to launch uh, a YouTube channel soon. I, I don't know how long it's going to it's going to exist uh, because I refuse I refuse to dilute or, or, or cut uh, the truth. You know, I refuse to falsely label it entertainment. So I can't promise you how long it will be in existence, but there is a YouTube coming and it's going to be heavy and it's going to be uh, hard and fast. Uh, so myapocalypticchronicles.com and then myapocalypticchronicles on Instagram. And I also have a Patreon, Mark, Mark A. Carpenter, um, Patreon please support our efforts. Um, We we work to bring you guys the truth and and it's an uphill battle every day. And any, any, any dollar that comes in through the Patreon is going right back into bringing everyone more truth. So there's no, there's no profit uh, swelling up anywhere. We, we just want, um, we just want enough support so we can continue on. So we can keep fighting. And um, I really appreciate you having me on so I could reach people in the UK with these facts. And everybody, please, you know, you know, with all the digital information, I'm afraid our critical thinking and research skills have been eroded away. And and that's ironic. Not one thing I so during the course of our talk, I may have I may have verbally bashed uh, some people with words about monsters and creatures and crime and whatnot, but every single fact I presented to you guys is out there. Um, the, the, the European royal uh, nobility and, and witchcraft, you can look in the, the, the witch's hammer, the, the uh, Magnus Maleficens, whatever it's called in, in Latin, um, but European history and witchcraft, it, it, it's, it's saturated in it and, and the crimes and the machinations of of military intelligence and its relationship to occultism. I encourage anybody to read uh, John DeCamp or or Ted Gunderson. Okay, DeCamp was a U.S. Senator, Ted Gunderson was a uh, FBI station chief. Um, Maury Maury Terry and David McGowan, all these men have stacked up mountains of, of facts that you all are free to investigate uh, for yourselves. And and if you find fault with anything I've said, I welcome, I welcome rebuttal. I, I absolutely welcome it because we, all we want, like Paul said, is, is uh, for the truth to come out and to expose uh, the fruitless works, which I'm afraid are everywhere in, in media and academia and even the church, I'm sad to say.
0: Thank you for that, Mark. Thanks for your time yeah thanks I so like much to for say this you. yeah just just before in closing guys just gonna quote christ myself. he said you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free so come back again next week guys when i have another guest with me i'm paul and this is beyond the paradigm am i crazy we don't use that word in here